This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two, and I do have my props here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are at the USA Football IFAF National Championships and uh, NFL Flag One Flag Championship. It's two tournaments going on concurrently. Last hour was a busy one. We had Kelly Rempel with us. We were teeing up the Blue Jays doubleheader today. We talked about NHL free agency and how it doesn't look now like Connor Hellebuck's going anywhere. The future of Peter Labardius. Sweet Annie O.D. was with us in hour one. The Ducks podcaster from California. And uh, we welcome in now for another great chat, uh, Darren Moose DuPont. I, I can't speak for him, but I think he's at the field over at UNC Charlotte, the USA Performance Center. Let me know, Moose. Oh, we don't have him. <laughs> I thought that I saw Moose logging in somewhere. Uh, we had a bit of an issue. As they say in the prison system, we had a bitch uh, in the top hour break. And uh, they lost connection with me. I lost connection with them. So they're trying to get me all hooked up. And then the Moose will be with us here an hour or two. But I'm totally okay if he's not. At some point, we're going to have him. But we'll just slow things down. Ooh, because of, I guess, a manpower situation, there will be no football Friday. So that's kind of what we're doing here today. And that reminds me, we talked about tonight's kickoff in week five of the Canadian Football League. Edmonton at Sask. Riders favored by seven. Our poll question today for Key, Yorkton, Kia is, who do you think wins the game tonight? Sask or Edmonton? And last I looked, 76% of respondents saying it'll be the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and uh, not only do Kelly and I think they'll both win, we both think that they'll cover. So there's that. And the rest of week five in the CFL we got into with Rems. Calgary's at Winnipeg Friday night. A lot of folks thinking this is Canada's game of the week. Blue Bombers are favored by eight. Ottawa is at Hamilton on Saturday. The Ticats are favored by two. That really is a pick him, and the odds makers feel that way. And Montreal's at BC. The Lions are favored by seven and a half, and that's on Sunday. So in the sake of audience takeover here right now, now is the time. If you want to have any questions or comments directed at me, the host, here on Game Plus Television or WQEE Radio, or if you're watching live on streaming, now's the time to get them to me. Progressive Insurance text line 902-518-3033 is open because the rest of the way I'll be firing my questions at Moose. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Carlos in Indianapolis says, that's all right. We're here. We're a good plan B. Jeff, the Stamps fan says, so no show at all tomorrow? No. 
Did I stutter? That's twice I've said it. I'll now say it a third time. There will be no show tomorrow because here's the interesting thing. And this is why I love this. And Jeff, the Stamps fan, I love that you and I have this frenemy relationship where I can say whatever I want and you keep coming back. They brought us in to broadcast these championship games. And for me, just the gold medal games. So I wasn't supposed to be broadcasting games till Friday at noon. And then I think we got six games all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, up until the finale of the other medal games Sunday night, all over at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. These games are being shown on the Olympic Network, which I don't believe is available in Canada. It should be, but it's above my pay grade. But all over the United States, it's available on cable television but it's also available on the Home Team app. So you download the Home Team app. People are telling me, where can we watch these games in Canada? Download the app, Home Team Live, and you'll get it there. So what happened was earlier in the... Moose came Tuesday. I came last night, all here to Charlotte, North Carolina. The producing, the production team was sending what we would call a naked feed, a raw feed to the Olympic Channel with no announcers, just the game. And the ambient sounds, as we say, and actually, I'm glad that we had a minute to get into this story. And by the time Moose joins us, and I don't even know if he's going to join us at all or not. It's highly stressful. Clark tells me he's working on it, so we'll get him here. I know I'll get the story right because I've been around this down at the field this morning. Check my social media, let alone our show social media. But uh, the, the television channel said, where's the announcers? And they said, well, our deal was we weren't going to have announcers for you until Friday when the medal games start. And they said, no, our viewers want the announcers. They're wanting to know where the announcers are. So Moose comes in, they throw him on the air. They said, start calling games. Moose has got handwritten rosters and notes and stuff, and the kid is a real professional. So Darren, for the last two days, has been calling games on the Olympic Network, and they wanted me to forsake today's show here to call games. And I said, no, I can't, guys. We have a show. It's on Game Plus Television. It's on WQEE Radio. I was hired to start no Friday at noon. What did Lauren Mulliken say when he played for the Winnipeg Club's hockey team? He pointed to the clock and said to the coach, when that starts ticking, I start kicking. So my deal was noon, Eastern, Friday, I'll start calling games, and I'm sticking with that. Not the least of which, uh, the Golden Girl, Serena, comes in. the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. All right, we're back. You got me, Clark. Blink twice. How about that? I think you do. Ah, gotcha. Okay. I don't know what was happening. Something along the lines of Darren kicked me out or I kicked him out or something like that, but <laughs> we're having a time. Hang on. There we go. Boom. Okay. Uh, and the moose is logging in. Bear with me, everybody. There have been some slight internet issues, as you probably have noticed today. I'm just trying to get up your YouTube feed here. I'm going to jump into a sports uh, update in a second, and Moose will be joining us live from the field here at UNC Charlotte. And these uh, USA folks. Says uh, producer Clark is the EBA emergency backup hope getting ready for debut on Game Plus television. Is it good, Clark? Are you okay with everything? Looks fine to me. Okay, yeah, he says it's as good as we're going to get. Okay, so here's what I have for a sports update here today. The point man in charge of getting the newest women's pro hockey league up and running says the executives funding the league are still working on a name and logo for it as well as where teams will be located. Stan Kasten says he aims to go public with the three teams at the top of his list in the next 30 to 60 days. The new league came about after businessman Mark Walter bought the Premier Hockey Federation and merged it with the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. Uh, NHL defenseman Michael Stone announced his retirement Wednesday and promptly joined the Calgary Flames player development team. And the Regina Pats made a pair of selections in Wednesday's 2023 CHL import draft, drafting goal to Ewan Hewitt. 36th overall, and defenseman Stian Solberg with a 96th overall pick. Hewitt, 18 years of age, played for Lausanne U20 in the Switzerland Under-20 League last year, and Solberg played 18 games with Vellerenga in Norway's top pro league. This sports update brought to you by The Studies. Their island rock genre of music was named Concert of the Year by Planet S Magazine. The new tour kicked off June 23rd. Visit thestudies.ca for more info and stream The Steadies today on Apple Music and Spotify. Okay, Moose is with us, they tell me, from the playing field at UNC Charlotte and the USA Performance Center. Moose, thank you for all of this. Looking great. What can you give me for an update this morning? Tell our followers, friends, and fans what's going on down there today and what we've got ourselves into. You don't want the update that I've got, and I apologize to our Canadians. Because Canada lost. Uh, they lost by 10 to Mexico in the game we just uh, we just saw, uh, 32-22. But, man, this is a lot of fun being outside. Um, it was really cool. I went over um, just to go through, you know, the formalities, pronunciations, things like that with the Canadians. Uh, most of them are from Quebec. Um, that's where they come from. And right away, I get Darren Dupont. I you and saw wearing a USA football shirt. How can can that be thing, but uh, sure enough, good to have some allies and a really fun day here under the sun. Okay, good. Well, um, as we slow things down here a little bit, 
And I'll try to get your comments in a minute, folks. Just hold on to your bingo cards. I want to get all of Darren's takes on what Rems talked about an hour ago. Um, but the one the one Canadian team you and I were watching, the kids of Dave Struess, the former Pats and Blades coach, Craig Zimmer, the former uh, Ryder linebacker, they lost. Were you following that game? The uh, girls team, Canada versus Mexico? They had to win to keep alive. Yeah. They did. It was tough. They had a tough day one, but uh, great experience for them. Love to see it. And uh, yeah, it was a tough one on the field, but uh, the competition here is very, very good. Okay, we'll take that as uh, a no. I don't know what the deal is going on here uh, with the internet, but Moose, I, let's switch this for a second. Canadian football, tonight week five opens with Saskatchewan, home to the Edmonton Elks. Riders favored by five. Uh, sorry, by seven at our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. Um, are you taking the deal or not? I am taking the deal until Edmonton can prove that something can go right. And I think that might not happen until Trey Ford finally gets under center and gets some reps in. So, you know, I will take the riders in this one. Whatever the spread is now and whatever it happens to be by kickoff, um, I like them in this game coming off the bye week. You can look at some of the other games uh, here uh, in the CFL Friday night. And I know you haven't covered this on the show yet this week. Calgary at Winnipeg on Friday night. The Blue Bombers are favored by eight. I don't have my rowboat in front of me, but this is a bit of deal or no deal. Bombers favored by eight at home over Calgary Friday night. Are you taking the deal? Um, I'm not going to take the deal. I'm not. I thought too, it was way too big of a spread for this game. I'd be surprised, you know, to see Calgary going into Winnipeg and being underdogs by that many points. It was a 17 for Winnipeg over Montreal. I think Calgary's defense, and I think they're a little better than Montreal. So I think they'll do better. I think they'll hold them to within eight points. On Saturday, Ottawa and Hamilton, Jeremiah Masoli making his season debut for the Red Black. Hamilton's favored by two against the Bo Levi Mitchell-less Hamilton Tiger Cats. Tiger Cats favored by two at home over Ottawa. Deal or no deal in your mind? Um, no deal. I thought Ottawa would actually be favored, not just because of the record, but I thought they would be favored in the game with Jeremiah Masoli coming back. So I like the Masoli magic. Let's go Ottawa. And on Sunday, and we actually have the time to get into these thoughts if you want, but it's the Montreal Alouettes at the BC Lions. Uh, I said with Rempel last week, my, or sorry, last hour, my Cody, my Cody, I got to go with my Cody to at least beat the spread. <laughs> Lions favored by seven and a half at home Sunday against the Montreal Alouettes. Deal or no deal in your mind? It's a big spread too, I I, I don't like it. I, I stay away from these big spreads, you know, and, and I thought Montreal did a good job keeping Winnipeg in check. You know, I, I would say 17 points is keeping them in check. I know weather was an issue um, and, and played a part in that. But I like Montreal to play Vancouver tight. And you got some good film now from what Toronto was able to do. So I think Montreal can replicate some of that. And I think they'll be fine. But, um, yeah, I'll take Montreal. Okay, Moose, we're, we're cooking with gas here a little bit from our uh, friends. And we got to, you know, we promised this is viewer involved this show, as Paul says, interactive television. So I will bring in what the viewers are saying. 
Uh, for one, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says the riders are pretty beat up. Win, but they might not cover by seven. I don't know. I don't like to go with the injuries excuse because to me it is an excuse. If you are, if you've got injuries, it means you don't have the depth to replace it. You're a thin football team. That's my opinion on that. From Lang, he says, I was right by last prediction. Trevor Harris is better than Cody Fajardo. Okay, fair. Uh, Jen from the fourth season says the Rough Riders will serve the Elks another loss tonight. Okay, and one more before we switch to hockey. John in Edmonton says, Rod and Moose, if you were Victor Quee of the Edmonton Elks, what would you do with the situation of not winning a home game since October of 2019? Well, it's a good question. And I'll, and I'll put this to you because I asked Rempel last hour. Does Chris Jones coach his last game tonight for the Edmonton Elks? Uh, should they lose and drop to 0-5? It's a good question from John. As far as selling tickets and getting people into the building, that's another matter entirely as opposed to firing your coach. They're not entirely related to each other. But should Edmonton lose tonight, do they fire the coach, uh, Darren, or does it matter how they lose, assuming that it's going to happen? I don't think it matters at all. I don't think Chris Jones is going anywhere in the short term. Um, I talked about this yesterday on the show with Justin Dunk. You know, when you look at the rest of the coaching staff, they're mostly Jones guys. So who are you going to get to step up and replace Chris Jones? And then the second thing is the money, right? And, and, and you know, Justin articulately pointed out that the contract will let Edmonton get out of it very easily after the season. But in season, it'll be very difficult in terms of financial. So I think he lasts the season regardless of what happens. If they're going to make a decision, it'll be in the offseason. Uh, okay, from the audience, John Ohm says the Riders win by a 50-yard field goal. A win is a win. Go green and white. Uh, from Brian in Alberta, he says, could Macbeth be brought into Edmonton? Brian's a great guy. He watches this show every day, but people need to get over something. And I'm seeing this a lot. McLeod Bethel Thompson left the CFL to go play in the USFL because he didn't want to be in the CFL anymore. He's not going to play. And it was a family. It was nothing against the CFL. It had to do with a family decision. We had Macbeth on our show talking about it, Darren. It was a shorter season. He yeah. wanted to live in the United States. So this isn't a Brian and Alberta situation, but I think everybody in the CFL needs to back off on the Macbeth. He's not coming back. He's accomplished everything he wanted to do, won a great cup with Toronto, led the league in touchdowns and passing. It's over. And if, put it, write it down. If Macbeth comes back to the CFL, I'll eat my shorts. Unless you've misread the situation, or unless I've misread it, Darren, what's your read on it? No, if he wanted to in the CFL, stay in the CFL in Toronto. I don't think he was squeezed out Kelly in and having mostly a good half of football in the Grey Cup and you know guiding them to the rest of that win. I don't think that's enough to move on from the league's leading passer. Um, you know, family reasons took him down there. I don't think he would just turn and come back unless things have gotten worse or he's had a change of heart. I mean, I'd never say never, but I don't see it. I wow. Like I said, I'll eat my shorts if he does. Um, and Nelson, by the way, uh, our VP of Sim Events says the football operations cap has the Elks handcuffed and they will not be moving him. 
Can I, before we switch gears over to hockey for a second, just say what professional league has this? We can't fire anybody because we can't afford to. Is that an actual thing, do you think, in Edmonton, or do they not even want to fire Jones for the reasons that you said? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the financial impacts are there for sure. When you got when you have coaches that are making a little more money or in dual roles, it becomes really difficult to replace them and move the money around. And um, it feels like I don't want to say Mickey Mouse because it feels that way when you think about we can't make a move because of money when we want to do what's good for the football team. But at the same time, um, you know, the league's trying to protect itself, especially in and around and coming out of COVID um, in, in tough financial times. But, but yeah, it's, it's tough when you, if you get handcuffed by the cap because you want to do what's best for your team when a season, if you feel, can be salvaged. Well, um, I'm going to be tuning into the game tonight for sure. Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says, in the CFL, it's a thing. Um, it, 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 that's a very good point. And uh, Jeff is a guy that will defend the CFL to its bitter death. He doesn't see any problems with the CFL. And that's cool because... The league needs people like that. That's how I feel about the NHL. Uh, Brian and Albert also says, by the way, red or black licorice, Rod? Well, it's funny you say that because on the flight yesterday from Toronto to Charlotte, I uh, ate about 80% of a bag of licorice after pounding a bag of trail mix. And as I was laying down to bed here last night in Charlotte, Darren, I thought as I laid on my stomach, I don't think I needed that bag of red licorice. How Funny you would that? ask that. As he that was a bad credit card bad statement idea. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need that. Uh, so no, I've never been a black licorice guy. Uh, Jen from the Four Seasons says Macbeth coming back to the CFL is like Bedard coming back to play with a pack. Not gonna happen. No, we need to move on uh, from Macbeth. By the way, I I don't know how long Darren can stay with us. This is like literally his last. Uh, segment with us and I'll get to your questions we got some good ones coming in that have nothing to do with sports but there's a lot of stress where Darren is over there at UNC Charlotte and the USA Performance Center you can feel it Darren it's the technical aspect because talking with the production people uh, yeah the games are airing on the Olympic Channel and obviously home team live but as a guy said to me this morning the NFL Network is watching this and I was like is that supposed to intimidate me or you because I don't care. These networks have been watching me my whole life. I just heard this yesterday. Somebody's like, PSN's really closely watching your show. I'm like, I would hope so. Uh, that's like telling this Connor Bedard, hey, Connor, there's scout watching. I don't care. But it, it, it does have some people wigged up. I'm not going to say whom, whom, whom at all. There's a lot of stress over there. Some of these players, I think, are thinking they're going to get a tryout in the National Football League based on how they make out in these flag championships. Well, a big part of this on the line, Rod, is Olympic. And that's a big part of this, right, is the Olympics welcoming in flag football. And so when we get into the one flag championship uh, later in the week and into the weekend, that's the best on best in the USA. And they're all kind of trying to catch the 
eye of the scouts for the national team, which may get them a chance to play in the Olympic Games. So this is kind of a really big deal. Okay, we're going to let him go. Guys, text Moose and tell him he's done for the day with us. And he's going to go uh, call games over there on the Olympic uh, and the home team app. I'll answer all of your questions the West, rest of the way, everybody, uh, just because. And we'll have some fun, and I'll finish up my sports update and maybe get to some of your viewer comments in a second. Uh, but Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, um, where is it? What flavor of Big Gulp did you drink? Well, this here is just water, run-of-the-mill H2O. But, Jeff, I like to mix things up just so you know. I go back and forth, Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke, Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi. Uh, and my good friend Dan Plaster, who succeeded me as the voice of the Regina Pats, and we worked together with the Rough Riders for quite some time, uh, we just refer to them quite simply as DP and DC. And maybe a lot of you guys do, too. I don't know. That's just a thing amongst the two of us. But I did have, like, if I'm going in for a Slurpee, which, as we all know, is frozen diabetes juice. If I'm going in to the trough, it's Dr. Pepper 100% of the time. Uh, the other day, I think I was in Calgary. I was walking to, I went and got a bottle pop out of the cooler, a DP. And I went to, to walk towards the till, 7-Eleven in Calgary. And I looked at it, I'm like, oh, they got Dr. Pepper on tap at the Slurpee machine. Boop. Back went the pop. Uh, and uh, Brian in Alberta says, Is that, was that a squirrel <laughs> running up the tree behind you, Rod? Uh, yeah. There, listen, you don't, un you don't understand. I think our production crew back in the Queen City, the fastest grounds crew, the fastest pit crew in the business, they understand. I'm in the jungle here. Um, there's squirrels running around my feet and over my back. I understand why they're called the Charlotte Hornets. Okay? Do you understand? They're all over the place. I get it. That's another reason why I find, if I'm saying this properly, I love team names that are indigenous to the city or town they represent. Charlotte Hornet. I get it. Uh, Winnipeg Sea Bears. I don't really understand that, but I'm not from Winnipeg. So like, do you see the sea anywhere? I don't, I don't understand where they're coming from on that. Uh, <laughs> diet, uh, Robin and Prince Albert says, Rod, crazy idea. Mix diet Pepsi and diet Coke together. Why would I do that? Uh, in the Milestone Memorial Arena when I was a child, of course, we had swamp water. Didn't we all? But that was orange, that was 7-Up, that was Dr. Pepper, Coke and Diet, swamp water. Um, hang on, bear with me for a second. I'm just going to give a quick look here at the Progressive Insurance Tech Line, 902-518-3033. One interesting thing, and I could sit here and talk about this a lot, and I'm glad that I brought this up to Darren about the scouts and the NFL Network. Like, I don't want to give you too big of a peek in behind the curtain because I don't think people want me to give a peek behind the curtain. But this morning I was down at the football field and they were like, the NFL network is watching. And I was like, I, I fail to see how that's a big deal. I would assume they'll always be watching. 
but it's the pinnacle of football broadcast in the world. At least four down football broadcast, the NFL network. And uh, there are some, like I thought there were some coaches and players here that felt like they might get an NFL opportunity based on what they do on the field. And who am I to say that they won't? But it just reminds me of all of those rec hockey players that I worked or played with and senior hockey players that I played with that thought they were getting <laughs> some scout might happen to be walking into the rink that day and offer him a contract. But I don't know. Um, Metal Shingle guy writes in on the progressive insurance text line. Hang on. 902-518-3033. Metal Shingle guy. He says, Jeremy O'Day just wanted to get rid of Zach Caleros. The trade to the Argonauts doesn't, don't worry, we'll work it out. Oh, fourth round pick. You know what? That's a, thank you, Metal Shingle guy. This is from a while back when I said, what's your definition of future considerations? Our Rashman Danny joins us next and time's flying. We'll break and bring it in. My thing is we don't really want this guy. So you take him. And if he works out, we'll figure out something down the line. That's my take to future considerations. Whether he's a bad actor, he's hurt, it's not working out, maybe they want out of his contract, whatever it is, we don't want him anymore, you take him. And if we can find out a way that it works out for you, we'll work it out down the line. That's my take for future, future considerations. Uh, I'm wondering if Arash has similar thoughts. We'll find out when we come back. We're broadcasting live from Charlotte, North Carolina, USA Football's IFAF and One Flight Championships on the Game Plus Television Network. WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hey, all right. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues live from Charlotte, North Carolina, and the USA Football National IFAP Championships. Lots to talk about with our next guest, Sportsnet's Arash Madani. And just a fun thing before we get into more serious stuff. I think it's fun. And it's been far too long since I've chatted with Arash. Every time I chat with him, I say that. I know the guys are working to bring him in. If he was with us before the break, Arash, the, the viewer said, what's the definition of future considerations? How would you explain <laughs> that? Um, usually a pretty irrelevant piece that's going to be depth, maybe, um, in your system. And depending on which league, um, might get to the show, might not, may even be some cash down the road um, to open things up. But basically a lot of nothing, Roddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we don't want this player. You take him, and if it works out, we'll figure it out later. That, that's kind of my take sure. on that. There are so many, so many things to talk about with you, so I don't know where to start. What would you like to talk about today here on your favorite show, bud? My favorite show? Um, that's a good question. There's 
there's so much going on and yet not a ton going on. I'm, I know this is not <laughs> yeah. a basketball show. Um, I'm so interested in the Dame Lillard situation because effectively now the player and the agent have come out and said, we want to go nowhere but Miami. Oh, okay. So if you're the Trailblazers front office right now, and I think this is kind of transferable to almost any sport, if you're the Trailblazers front office now, um, what do you do? Franchise icon, uh, your, your leverage in the deal just went down the toilet. It's been reported everywhere, and the agent came out today and said it. So I don't know what happens now. Oh, man, do you not sense we're seeing this more and more and more and in all leagues that the players are, they've got the leverage. Huh? Well, do you think it's that you're nodding your head, you agree. So do you think that's a good or a bad thing? I mean, I like the idea of player empowerment. Um, why, why not have the labor involved, um, have a little bit of say and a little bit of power in all of this? Um, Roddy, I got to tell you, man, like after following sports the way we do all these years, um, I think our parents lied to us when they told us the grown-ups knew what they were doing because so often executives and I and I you know I think there's a real distinction between executives and leaders um, often the executives don't know what they're doing and the beauty of sport is that there's a scoreboard and a track record that you can go back and look at so you can evaluate trades you can evaluate draft picks you can evaluate decisions and then because of the scoreboard, you know, you are what your record says you are, as Parcells would say. So well, the fact that a yeah. player is coming out saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to be part of that, I mean, it's, it's the, there are very few who have that power now. Um, good on them. Good on them. They've earned it. Well, I'm with you, but if there's – we're not – not everybody's going to agree on this. John in Winnipeg. Right, States says players and pro sports have way too much control these days. Frustrating for fans. Um, so, John, I would say this. I don't. I would yeah. say this. There yeah. are at most two players on a roster that have that kind of control and power. At most. If John's a, uh, he said it was from Winnipeg, Roddy. Um, yeah. What kind of leverage and power do you think a third or fourth liner on your Jets has? What kind of leverage or power do you think a special teamer or a backup on on the Bombers roster has? Outside of Zach, does does anybody on the Bombers roster have any real significant power to do, you know, to orchestrate things? So, like a lot of things, like, you, you know, Roddy, we could talk about the NIL and we could talk about um, the transfer portal. You know, NIL, people are like, well, this guy's making 15 million, this quarterback's going to get $15 million over the course of his time at a program. Okay, yeah, that's one. Now let's talk about everybody else. And so, yes, some players have power, but very few of them have it. Does, uh, you don't get to talk enough CFL. Does Chris Jones coach his last game tonight if the Elks lose in Sask? You know, I've thought a lot about this, and you and I have known Chris a long time. I go back 20 years with Chris from his time in Montreal when I was first uh, getting in the business. 
And one thing that I've always thought has been admirable about Chris Jones is how loyal he is to his people and how loyal he is back to the people who are loyal to him. And in a cutthroat, me, 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 professional sports existence, that is, um, that is rare to find, and I appreciate that so much about Jones. But, <laughs> but it's not working with McAdoo calling plays. It's just not. There is no imagination. They are very vanilla. They are very basic. They are very predictable. And it's not working. And when you talk to people around the league, Roddy, what they'll tell you is Edmonton has talent. There's ability there. The coaching is the issue. And um, I think this this really comes down. I appreciate, again, I appreciate Chris's loyalty. But at some point, he has no problem sending players out the door. At some point, when you're evaluating who and what you are and what you have, you got you got to be real with yourself. You got to be real with your organization. Uh, it's a results based business, as they say. Well, that's it. Uh, and I appreciate yeah, I appreciate the results simply aren't there. And you're right. The football people all say McAdoo's the problem. Quite frankly, I don't know enough about it to say whether it is or not. But I do know they feel they have a lot of talent. So somewhere along the line, there's a disconnect. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is all on McAdoo. It's not. It's not all on yeah. McAdoo. Right. Taylor Cornelius has got to live up to his end of the bargain better. Players have to be better. Other coaches have to be better. But you have to be better on offense. Well, they said the, and I'm not arguing with you. Uh, Lang writes in and says the play calling is the issue. Well, in Sask last year, Jason Moss was the problem. Gets fired and he ends up head coach in Montreal and they seem to be doing all right. So. That's the one thing about football that's very hard to find. Uh, it's like a needle in the haystack in some cases, certainly for a guy like me. And uh, lastly, somebody brought up NBA salaries. We don't have time here to get into it, but what is your take on Fred Van Vliet? What is it, three years, $140 million, is it, in Houston? $130 million. Um, remember okay. we were just talking about the executives and how smart they are? Fred yeah. Van Vliet went undrafted. So 30 general managers and scouting directors and personnel people twice passed on Fred. They could have had him for next to nothing as a second round pick. Um, people look at that and say, oh man, Fred's overpaid. He's making too much money. Let's remember folks, if that's what the player is getting paid, how much is the owner making? Never forget, Roddy, what, what did 2020 teach us? What did COVID teach us? These leagues, these owners were willing to play in front of nobody. And they didn't do it out of the goodness of their hearts. That's how lucrative this business is. You know, pro football team, Washington selling for $6 billion with a B dollars. Phoenix Suns selling for $3 billion. The $130 million bucks Fred's getting, just a drop in the bucket. Oh, man, we could go on forever. One more in 90 seconds. I got this tip from the basketball world. Uh, you're, you're in it. I'm just hearing rumors. But uh, Masai Ujiri knows what he's doing. And the divorce with Nick Nurse, what I'm told is stick with Masai. He knows what he's doing. Any thoughts on that? Um, it was time for Nick to go. Nick did a smart job of orchestrating his exit. He knew exactly what he was doing <laughs> there. Um, Maybe Masai knew what he was doing with Nick Nurse, but I just don't understand what the Raptors are doing at all. 
They blew it at the trade deadline. It, you got not Fred's an expiring contract. You got nothing for him. And now, and then you said kind of going into the draft, we think we can run it back with this nucleus because we can be the next Miami Heat. And now my colleague Michael Grange is reporting Pascal maybe on the way out. What are you doing? What are you? Are you going for it? Or are you not? Are you build, rebuilding? Or are you not? Um, it just feels like they're spinning their tires right now, Rod. Like sands through the hourglass. Arash, we covered a lot. Great to see you, my friend. Thanks for the time. Have a great day. Great to see you, pal. Enjoy the barbecue in North Carolina, huh? We're going. Going tonight. Thank you. Uh, the great Arash Mandani from Sportsnet. We'll be back with an audience takeover. We are live from Charlotte, North Carolina, on the USA Football IFAF One Flag Championships on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. He's back. 1,034 episodes later. Hey, a huge shout-out to the crew in the Millennium Falcon flying it. Uh, Director Jordan, producer Clark. It hasn't been the easiest of shows, but we got through it. I think it's been fantastic from here in Charlotte, North Carolina, but they're the reason why. And here's... For a lot of reasons, there have been some slight tech issues. And did you guys know that the sun moves? No, we move, the earth. One of the two. So we started very comfortably in the shadows of this lush garden here at UNC, University of North Carolina, Charlotte. And as the show's gone along over the course of two hours, the sun's moved around and I'm frying and it's causing all kinds of issues with our tech gear and la-di-da-di-da. But it's looked great. We've had fun. And frankly, isn't that the main thing? And the guys had told us, be prepared for it being hot. Just to give you an idea, how hot is it? 31 degrees Celsius for our Canadian viewers and listeners. We have a lot in America, as you all know. So let me hang on. That's 89 Fahrenheit. You would think that's not a lot. That is livable, right? Not would have people passing out. No, it's the humidity is the thing, as my friend Cooper says from Mississippi. I'm just checking it. I know this ain't the weather. With humidity, it feels like 34 degrees Celsius. And so it's audience takeover time here right now. Still there? Yeah, we're here. I was talking to the Canadian team this morning, and I meant to get into more of these... If there was better internet at the field, we'd have been doing the show from the field. And producer Clark would find this, I think, quite interesting. Uh, chatting with Dave Struess, the former coach of the Blades, the Regina Pats. His kid was playing, Avery. She unfortunately got hurt, tore an ACL or an MCL. I don't think that was a gun, but maybe. Um, 
Mike Thomas, the head of football, Saskatchewan, was coaching this team, and they had leads in every game they played but lost because their players wilted in this heat and this humidity. They just wilted. They're playing against teams like Mexico and Panama and so forth, and they're, frankly, they're come up here for a, for a breather, a break. Uh, so the Canadian team's wilting here, and they were in a must-win game this morning, and I asked Moose, did they win it or not, and I don't think he heard my question. Say la vie. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, with no RP show tomorrow, I will enjoy the start of the 2023 edition of the greatest outdoor show on earth. This year, we'll see the crowning of the 100th champion of the Rangeland Derby. Yeah, uh, yeah. It took me one year to realize the Calgary Stampede isn't somewhere I'm dying to be. Uh, my whole life, I wanted to go. Finally went last year. It's awesome. A little too wild for me at this sedentary stage of my life. There was one veteran Calgary broadcaster whom I asked to come on the program this week. And uh, he couldn't make it because he had stuff going on. And then he had friends staying with him during Stampede. He goes, I can't get out of the house. And he goes, vet move by you getting out of town during Calgary Stampede. I said, it didn't take me long. <laughs> Um, here's another thing that I learned today, and I thank Ryan Radio from WQEE, The Key, and Atlanta says, another great RP show. Have a great weekend of calling games, Rod and Moose. And that's right, uh, Serena coming in, the golden girl this afternoon. She'll be the sideline reporter. I'll be doing play-by-play. Moose is going to be doing color on the Olympic Channel and the home team app. And... Way back in hour one, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's maybe not huge news in Atlanta, although there is that Flames connection. Longtime Flames color commentator Peter Labardius stepped down last Friday after 10 seasons in the broadcast booth as the color man. Nobody's closer to him than Kelly Rempel, who was with us off the top of the show. Kelly was the uh, manager for Bret Hart in the 90s, Bret the Hitman Hart. And I said, Kelly, what's the deal with Lou stepping down? And he goes, he... What he was doing wasn't what he wanted to do. And I know for a lot of you, that's like speaking Mandarin. You don't understand. There's NHL people saying to me, why doesn't he want to do it? It's a National Hockey League job. And I'm like, you know yourself, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And Lou wanted to go do something else. And that's why here, I can't tell you how much fun we're having representing USA football. We got our clothing today. And we'll be on the air with it. It's fun. We're in a new town, meeting new people. Tori Gurley's going to come by on Saturday. We're going out for supper. It's fun. We just want to have fun. And that's what we're doing. Interesting, uh, John Ohm, last minute of the RP show. John Ohm says, hottest week on the planet ever. Now, I, for a second, I felt like I was in Florida. It was frying our gear, but we're getting through it. And again, great job to the IKS crew. David in Winnipeg says, I took the Silver Fox's advice. I bet the Riders, Bombers, and Pro-Line Tides for Ottawa, Hamilton, and BC, Montreal. He says, great show, RP. Thank you. We did a lot of CFL talk today. We enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Again, no show Friday. And uh, if you just can't get enough of our voices, we will be broadcasting live noon Eastern as the medal games start on the Olympic Channel and the Home Team Live app. Download it and uh, watch the first few games for free. And other than that, 
We'll see you uh, Monday, noon Eastern, back in our usual locales. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be safe. Thanks for watching here at Game Plus and the Key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> this country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.